Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. WFAN. WFAN-FM. WFAN-FM HD1. New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning at 12 o'clock. I'm Marco Belletti, and this report is brought to you by PoliceOfficersRightToSue.com. Well, a season of misery continues to have one shining light in the Bronx. Swung on, there it goes to right. It is high. It is far. It is gone. His third home run of the game. It's only the seventh inning. I don't know if he'll get up again. Judge ripped one down the right field line, well into the seats. His third home run of the game. First Yankee to have a pair of three homer games in the same season. Also the fourth season with at least six multi-homer games. That's tied for the most all-time with Jimmy Fox, Mark McGuire, David Ortiz, and Babe Ruth. Keep in mind, Judge has done this in 100 games. Yankees a 7-1 win over the D-backs. And, of course, John Sterling with a call right here on the fan. 62 degrees in the cloudy skies in Central Park, and that's happening. I'm Marco Belletti. Your official station to talk Yankees. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. It's Keith McPherson on The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. day of fall switch studios was just talking to marco showing him pictures of my son tonight i or you know now last night i chose to not go to yankee stadium i'm wearing what i was gonna wear shout out to chico from the bleacher creatures la bodega la familia i'm wearing the uh, la bodega jersey that Chico got me. Chico is the guy that you see every time they do God bless America holding the flag in section 203. He's to the right of the flag. Um, Chico's the man. He's literal legend. And uh, I was planning on going up to get with the gang for the last Friday. I didn't tell anybody I was going to go. But with this rain coming, this uh, tropical storm Ophelia... You know, I'm a whole dad now, bro. It's crazy. Like, I'm talking to my wife, and usually we go to the grocery store and run out and get things on Saturday morning. Um, more so now Sunday, since I do this uh, show till 2 a.m., I'm usually shot um, and can't get up to run to the store. And um, 
I don't like being in a store after like 11 p.m. because it's madness on the weekend. But with the rain, my wife said to me today, hey, can you run out and grab some things today so that we don't have to deal with the rain on the weekend and, and bringing him with the you know car seat and bringing him into the, the store? And I'm like, yeah, I can go. And by the time I ran and, and you know, hit BJ's and ShopRite, I, I didn't even make the Trader Joe's move. Didn't hit Target either. I'm like, all right, this is good enough. But by the time I got home, just the traffic in Jersey City, I was like, no, I'm not about to drive to the Bronx. Sucks, but I got the results that I wanted. Three home runs from Aaron Judge and a win and a dominant performance out of your New York Yankees. So if you'd like to keep talking Yankees, future, past, present, and future, which we, we literally have done. We've talked about the old stadium and how the team used to be run. We've talked about fire Cashman night and, uh, you know, what we saw in the Bronx tonight and what we expect for the team to look like in the future with some additions. And uh, we can always do that. This is the fan in New York. That's always in play. But I got to speak on the Jets here as I open up this 12 o'clock hour. And I've already, you know, dropped some crumbs on the Giants game that came and went. Uh, The Jets, though. Let me adjust my mic and camera. Let me get this one. Are we recording? Are we on the air? Yeah, we are. The Jets, man. Okay, this is it right here. Jets fans, we get it. It's Zach Wilson. Uh, Back Zach was the talk on the midday. And, uh, you know, they want you to go to the stadium and root this kid on no matter what, right? Support him. Almost like the Philadelphia Philly fans did for Trey Turner. I hate to break it to you. Trey Turner is a World Series champion. He is a multiple-time All-Star, a batting champ, a silver slugger, a $300 million man, a nine-year vet who we saw lead Team USA in the World Baseball Classic hitting home runs. That guy has it. That guy just had to find it. That guy just had to turn it on. And the way that baseball works and the way the baseball gods work, a little positive energy, positive reinforcement by the fans, even though they were trolling a little bit. And I know WIP sent out the message down there, their radio station in Philly to, hey, you know, we're booing this guy. Maybe we stand and uh, give him a, a round of applause, a standing ovation, and that turns into results. And it did. He went on a, a hitting streak. They they went on a winning streak. Great. But that's Trey Turner. You know who he is. You know what he is. He isn't a draft pick. He isn't developing. He isn't 23-year-old Zach Wilson, who we saw Jets fans throw his literal jersey from the seats onto the field in disgust, who Jets fans have sat through a few bad performances by this guy. Now, that's all in the past. I think that he can do enough to beat the Patriots, but I'm not picking the Jets to beat the Patriots. Not this weekend. Sorry, folks. 14 in a row. Bill Belichick is 0-2. They're not looking to lose. Bill Belichick has a thing for the Jets and specifically beating the Jets. It means something to him, obviously, from his history. Uh, how long was he under the Jets? How long was, did he sign with the, the Jets? I'll have to go get that information. That's one of those old tales that uh, maybe even the young kids listening don't remember but he he doesn't like the jets i remember seeing something on 
NFL Network where I think he showed up to MetLife Stadium and they asked him if he would go into the Jets locker room. He was like, no, no, absolutely not. Yeah, Belichick was the Jets coach for one day. (laughs) So there's something just in him where he does not want to lose to the Jets and he hasn't in seven years. And with this weather, right, with the the rain or the wind or whatever it's going to be, it's not going to be perfect conditions. Uh, I think that defense is going to be ready to go. And everybody and their mother knows that because Brees Hall had only four carries last week, came out and said what he said to the media, and then the Jets coaches talked to the media and admitted underestimating Micah Parsons, not being prepared for certain things, trying things that didn't work. Like, if it's coach versus coach or coach versus coaches, the advantage goes to New England. 0-2 doesn't matter. The Jets the Jets are this close to being 0-2. I remember telling you guys last week, going into the Dallas game, you guys are drunk off of that Josh Allen disaster class. You guys are riding high off of a special team's win, a punt return that could have got called back. Looking at this game with the Patriots, there's so much weight on it because it is the Patriots. There's so much weight on it because there is a, a losing streak and I think people are putting too much weight on it as far as saying Rob Sala is done if they don't win this game. I don't think they're going to win this game, though, folks. The fact of the matter is you expected to be with Aaron Rodgers for this. And then you got Aaron Rodgers doing his Pat McAfee show, which I don't really think is great in his current situation. It would have been better if he was still playing. But he's talking about how, you know, his rehab's going well and he's going to be ahead of schedule. Man, stop it already. Please spare us with the Jedi mind tricks of you coming back to save the season. It's all about you and it's not now. You can't help this team. But this team has more issues than just Zach Wilson. So, again, we make the focus back Zach. Again, we make it all about Zach Wilson. It is not just Zach Wilson. That defense has to stop Mac Jones which shouldn't be too difficult, right? Hunter Henry, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, and Ezekiel Elliott, Devontae Parker, and Kendrick Bourne, Mike Gisecki. They can. But what I've seen from the Patriots and Jets over the years, and even going back to last year and talking about a special teams win, right? They In a tight game, they beat you with a punt return. And I think this is going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be a game with some conditions, the swirling winds of the Meadowlands, if there's no rain. And in a game like that, Bill Belichick has watched the film of the Bills versus Jets game. He's watched the film of the Cowboys hosting the Jets. He's probably watched both of them 20 times. And he knows exactly what he wants to do against Rob Sala, against Nathaniel Hackett, and Jeff Ulbrich. And... I'm sorry, Jets fans. Go to the stadium, yell, scream, back Zach, be as positive as you can be. It's not all about Zach, but team versus team, coaches versus coaches. I do not expect to see Bill Belichick. They're not tanking for Caleb Williams. I do not expect to see Bill Belichick go 0-3 and that third loss be at the hands of the New York Jets. Back to the phones we go. Rocco and Saratoga on the fan late at night. How are you doing, Keith? Super dad. Yeah. How are you going? Good, good. Yeah. I, I stayed to give the kid a bath tonight. You know, when they're little like nice. that, 
There, he's good in the bath, but I just I know my wife needs a hand with him. He's he's big. He's getting stronger now. So I'm like, all right, if I drive to the stadium, I could get to the stadium by like six with the traffic. I'm like, nah, let me just sit this one out, and that's it. I'm not going back to the stadium for the rest of this year. But I I, I chose to be a dad tonight, and I got the results that I wanted from Yankees. Good. That that's the way to go first. Family first, Keith. Don't forget. Always. You got the babe. Always. Always. Hey, you want to go talk old school Yankee Stadium? Yeah. I go back to the house that Ruth built. Yes, sir. I was there in 1965, Yankee Bat Day. Wow. Look at the pictures. Yeah, wow. With our bats up in the air between the games of a doubleheader when they gave everyone 18 and under a bat. So they gave out a lot more bats, 60,000 plus. Imagine that, Keith, 60,000 plus standing up kids with bats up in the air. Hey, you talk about magic, you talk about tradition, and that was where Babe Ruth played, the old stadium. The grass was greener, the sky was bluer. It just was immense. It was cavernous. The stadium was so big. The bleachers, you want to talk about bleacher seats, they were wooden when I went. You got (laughs) splinters when you sat on them, and I kid you not. I kid you not. They finally did replace them and put in these plastic seats. But when I started, they were the original wooden bleacher seats. Ask anyone old school, they'll tell you. You used to get splinters sitting there. Every game, you would wind up with a splinter. Okay, so that's how, and you had the bullpen right there to the in in uh, right field. You could look over and see who was warming up right over the bleacher seats. You know, you're right there in the bullpen, and the guys are warming up. It was magic. It It was special. All these years, and it's still fresh in your mind. It's it's one of those things. Oh, absolutely. I was there for Mickey Mantle Retirement Day in 69. I still have the program they handed out. It was a four-page program for for Mickey Mantle Day. It was in June of 69. And Mick riding around uh, in the car, sitting, waving to the fans around the track, around the whole stadium, the fans standing and cheering for like 10 minutes straight, endlessly just cheering the Mick as he rode around. Okay, so that's how old school I am. I was there when Bobby Mercer hit four home runs in one day. Okay, you talk about Judge hitting three. This is in one day. It was a doubleheader against Cleveland. Last at bat was against Sam McDowell. Now, sudden Sam McDowell could pitch 100 miles an hour. He was the Nolan Ryan of the American League. Okay, he could pitch hard. And and his last at bat, the Yanks were losing, of course. They were playing Sam McDowell, and this was 1970, so the Yanks weren't too good. You know, Horace Clark was the man at second base. All right, as a matter of fact, I still have my Horace Clark bat day bat, and I kid you not. You went so, to a few uh, bad days. Bad days. Bad no, days I saw a few. I have my Roger Maris. I have my Bill Robinson when he played for the Yanks before he played for the Mets and the Phillies. I have uh, I have like six or seven bat day bats. I kept the, those suckers. The only bat day I, bat that I still have is Jacoby Ellsbury from like 2014 oh, or 15. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Rocco. Appreciate it. I appreciate the old stories and uh, you know you guys sharing your 
memories and illustrating that for the audience. But my show is going to smoke by by 2 a.m. And I got to get to these callers, 877-337-6666. Brad is in Connecticut next up on the fan. Hey, Keith, how you doing tonight? I'm good. Thanks for calling in. Oh, good, man. Listen, good, good of you to take care of your kid. I got two best things in the world. Listen, I'll be, I'll be quick. First of all, old school Yankee Stadium. I was there. Used to cut school to watch Gidry play, yeah. you know, the whole nine yards. But this team today, I tell you, I have never been a fan of Aaron Boone. I'm never going to be. I think the guy cannot put a lineup together. I think it's horrible. Got to get rid of him before you do anything else. And okay. Judge batting, judge batting second all year. Before tonight, 32 homers and 64 ribbies. 64 ribbies on 32 homers. That's nothing because the guys in front of him aren't getting on. Yeah. You know, you got There's something to be said for the old school way of, of putting a lineup together. And Boone was he has not been doing the job. So that that's that's my two cents. Uh, I, hear you. I hear you. I hear you. And the Jets, hey, you know what? Mother Nature said you got to run the ball. And that's what they're going to have to do. You know, I, I'm sure Robert Sala knows that over the last two years, his quarterback is the lowest-rated quarterback in the NFL. He's got to know that. Why they didn't go for the run last week, I don't know. And why the defense, you know, let us down last week against the Cowboys, that was the, my biggest disappointment. Right. Three you know, the three INTs, yeah, you got to expect it from him if he's not going to run the ball. So I'm hopeful. What can you do? And with Jets fans since Naaman, so you're hopeful. Yeah, keep the hope, and thanks for that. I mean, that's interesting that you threw out Aaron Boone, right? Because I feel like in the Fire Cashman night and all the Fire Cashman talk, the Fire has gone away from Aaron Boone. Remember there was an article floated out there that one of these two are safe? And Brian Cashman is safe, suggesting that maybe Aaron Boone was not safe. But then there was a point in time where Aaron Boone, I think, just, you know, it changed. I think um, another article came out about how Aaron Boone was meeting with Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman about the Yankees' future. And I remember the first thought I had was, why are you in that meeting? (laughs) What do they need to talk to you about? (laughs) I don't think they're firing Aaron Boone. As we've talked about Cashman's contract, Aaron Boone still has another year on his contract. I thought the year to fire Aaron Boone was 2021 when the Yankees went to Fenway and lost. I was so done after that, and his contract was done after that. I was shocked to hear that they gave him a three-year contract after that one. But I do remember a conversation that Brian Cashman had about hoping Aaron Boone was here as long as Girardi. Tory. So I'm like, they're they're at least keeping this guy here seven, eight years. Ross in Bergen County on the fan. What's going on, Keith? How you been, man? I'm good. Glad to be back. Running through the tape. Got one show. Uh, haven't been on for the last couple nights. But, uh, you know, happy to be here taking calls and talking sports. Yeah, I hear you. You got bumped by what? You did a giant game and then they had that uh, that program the night before, right? Yeah, I am listening, and then Thursday Night Football and the way it just shook out, I'm like, oh, well, no airtime for me. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Hey, at, least you got the, at least you got the football Friday, though. Nah, I mean, at least I got to, like, put my kid in the bed, eat dinner with my wife, go to sleep at a regular time, 
wake up in the morning, relieve my wife of the like, like my son starts crying in the morning at 5 a.m. And I'm the type yeah. of person I can just get out of the bed. My, my wife needs a minute to come back to life. As soon as I'm stepping out of the bed, I'm up. So I'm up making his bottles and then changing his diaper and then playing with him until it's time to drink the diaper or drink the diaper, drink the bottle. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, it's all about getting into a routine, man. I'm actually uh, got back like an hour ago. I was working. We had a Bergen Bosco today. Uh, you know, annual nice. matchup every you know every year back and forth we flip. But we Who had won? How was it? It was uh, Bergen killed us thirty eight fifteen. But uh, I was actually part of the broadcast. We did like a little bit of a pregame show, and then I set out the uh, the play by play because the two guys that normally do it they've been doing it since their freshman year. So it was like kind of like their swan song because Bergen Bosco. I mean, you know, nothing else holds a candle to in terms of Jersey high school football. Right. Something like that's like the real deal. So we did we put we were like a pregame show, and it sounded like I'm getting like you know the majority of the play-by-play reps next year. So it's kind of like a start out. Let's run. go, Ross. It was pretty cool, man. Pretty cool, man. You know, being Happy behind for the you, mic. Bro. And, yeah, no, definitely. And I was talking to some guys, you know, people like you, you know, some of the other, you know, hosts and producers I got to know. They say, you know what, start up young because you know that's the the younger. You get interested in, in learning about the business, learning about, you know, the ins and outs of the, the whole, yeah. you know. Get reps. The, the, yeah, you, you the, learn the you learn the business, play, you learn yourself, everything. you get reps, and uh, you, yeah. you, can, you can fail in front of less people. And by the time you're older and you get on a you know bigger platform, main stage, you, you, you're a seasoned vet. That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, so it's definitely cool to, you know, get behind the mic for the, for the not really the first time, but. You know, like an actual organized stream, so it's pretty cool. Like I say, you know, the on the field product could have been better, but you know, and I was uh, not not too bad of a night. And then I flash on the uh, MLB app, and uh, actually on Twitter, and I see the the crying Mr. Met, and I see that the season there's officially an E next to the Mets logo on the MLB.com standings. I mean, you know, obviously it's been unofficially there the whole time. I do gotta tell you this, so what did I call like a week or two ago? I feel like I might have touched the money here when I caught, you know, I'm, I'm pulling over Cod. I declared the Padres season over. All of a sudden, now they, they got hot. Straight. It's unbelievable. Bro, I was I was fighting for my life on Twitter. I would see people saying, you know, oh, the Mets, they're done. But at the Padres, you know, all this talent they have, I said, you know what? They've had, what, like six and a half months to, to get all these pieces to click together. If it didn't happen by now, it's not going to happen. All of a sudden, Bogart looks like, you know, Cal Ripken Jr. himself, you know, Tatis is putting it together. Machado, there's kind of, you know, the concerns of him, you know, in the dugout, but in terms of the, the production, that's definitely there. Blake Snell, last time I called you, he was throwing a no-hitter through seven. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, now I see they're, they're like their last ten, like their final ten games of the season. They got the Cardinals and I think the White Sox and the Giants who have been free-falling. So I said a couple weeks ago, I was saying, you know, you know this this Padres team that was basically As you say that, back, Manny being right, Manny. He just went yard. He goes yard. That's the lead. It's unbelievable. In the the writing is on the wall. <laughs> What's this going to be now? Win number eight, number nine. I know. I think they just got Colorado. I, I'm pretty sure they got because I remember they've won Pro seven Park. in a row. This will be eight. They're yeah. up four two now at home, and uh, a few more outs to get. Yeah. Well, you see the Giants are free falling. I, I can't stand San Fran either, so I'm fine with that. I see the Marlins go down like fifteen nothing in the third inning. I'm like, that's unbelievable. They're going to pull it off because, you know, you've seen all the graphics, like the, the you know, obviously the Cubs, the Phillies, I think, are a foregone conclusion. They're getting the one seed, uh, the four seed, the first wild card. But you see the Cubs, D-backs, Reds, Marlins, there's kind of a whole, like, a, like an entire mosh pit there for the second and third ones. Mm-hmm. And the Padres are basically, 
I, get, I like I was saying, you know, the, them and the Mets, the Cardinals really got a whole nother level. The Padres and Mets, the big, the big buck spenders, and you know, they were basically one A and one B towards the bottom of those NL standings. And now, as the Mets officially get eliminated, Padres are nearing on win number eight, and they got two of the, the you know, fellow most underperforming teams in the league. And all of a sudden, now it's looking like you know more and more likely. I should say likely they're still like four and a half back with ten games to go, but it's legitimately possible that they get in. And bro, that would be a nightmare scenario for me because I was I was I was going from from saying you know they were the model franchise the the, the way AJ Preller went out of his way to you know he wasn't hugging prospects. You say prospects are suspects. He traded the whole farm for Soto at twenty. The guy who was the age of a prospect and already had the resume of a of a future Hall of Famer. I gave him all the credit in the world. It wasn't piecing together. And you know what? Now it took it, it took till the last two weeks of the season, and now it might be too little, too late. But hey, they're showing more life than the Mets ever did all season. Yeah, it's and incredible. You know Baseball is amazing. They they they've got this series with the insane. Cardinals this weekend. If they sweep them and then they go into the Giants series, they control their own destiny by knocking the Giants down, and they'll need a little help. It's going to come down to the wire, but they're right there. That would be the typical typical Met fan tease. You see that you know we kind of have like the 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 gotcha. Obviously the Padres, you know, they had our number in the wild card series. So be like, nah, 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 nah. You know, we're kind of you know you're just, you're no better than we are this year. And now they're going to go on their you know their miraculous run while it's officially you know over for like like I said the E is officially there now. Uh, but all in all, man, you know it's going to be interesting to see how it shapes out. Real quick, I want to make a fancy football point. I think I remember as soon as I wrapped up my draft, I called you up. I, you know, I gave you a little bit of a rundown of my draft. I told you Najee Harris was my second pick. And I mean, unbelievable. Tough. I mean, this guy, he's got like 10 points the whole season. Yeah. And you want to talk about, I know you got your, your boy Pickett under center. I don't think have it. I'm not, not one to make excuses. I, you know, the, the Danny Jones. So I, I see people more fans down and Levi's get more excuses than, than for Jones and, you know, Overall, it seems like his, everyone else is a scapegoat before him. But you see the offensive schemes they got out in Pittsburgh. It's no wonder why that fan base is calling from Matt Canada's head. They, they, legit, day, night in, night out. I mean, it's the same old three and out, three and out. And, you know, obviously they, they uh, you know. Yeah. Everything starts and ends with the defense. O-line. Everything starts right. and ends in the trenches. I had the defense, though, so I got away with one round 2-0 and because of the defense. You had the Cowboys drop 40 the first week, and then uh, Pittsburgh's defense, they had the – Pick six on the first play, and then they had the the go ahead uh, strips uh, strip sack fumble. TJ Wise can't believe it was his first touchdown ever, and they dropped thirty. I want my throw two and all, but Najee Harris, man, he's unbelievable. Like, he's yeah, the it's, it's pick a tough him. year for exactly. fantasy already with the injuries yeah. and the way that that players were stacked in their you know ESPN projections was all wrong. I don't know. It's right. early. Well, you brought it up. You you overvalued Chubb because the durability was kind of there. I mean, you look at him, I, and maybe you want to say Henry, too. You know, the talent's there. And for the most part, they usually stay off the IR. Like, you look at a guy like CMC, no doubt, like, talent-wise, point production-wise, I don't think it's close. He's number one. Maybe Jefferson make a point case for. In terms of running back, CMC is on another level. But it seems like every year, by week eight, he's in a, he's in a boot or something. Right. He's, and he's I've, I've literally drafted him before it's with the Panthers and and – I wasn't going to do it again. Mike for fantasy football. You know, the talent's there, obviously, but it's never worth the injury risk because it's, it's a guarantee, like a month or two in, you're not yeah, going to have well, He scores every season. game. That's 12 in a row. He's a different That's back crazy. with Kyle Shanahan. I probably should have taken him to overall. No, I definitely should have. Well, I mean, Chubb was cooking, though. It was just, just, that's brutal, tough luck, man. You see the Monday Night Football curse, you know, dates back to obviously 
incomparable with the Buffalo and Hamlin, but and you look at the last two, Rodgers and now Chubb, you know, obviously the near-death experience, whole another level, but then first two weeks here, you got Rodgers, all that hype, four plays in, it's over, and now Nick Chubb was cruising, was basically a one-man show in that offense. Watson was doing nothing. Yep. You know, the O-line was Austin, all right. He Austin Eckler's going to miss another week. He was out right. last week. Barkley. Uh, I mean, Saquon Barkley's hurt. The owner's right. Trayvon you know, Diggs isn't a fantasy player, but that's a huge yeah. loss for the Cowboys. Oh, he's been playing as good as any corner in the league. Um, yeah, and then quarterbacks. Just, that's just stupid the, luck. The two young quarterbacks, Bryce Young and Anthony Richardson, nope. Gardner Minshew and Andy Dalton are going this week. That's why you don't trade the Jets your second-string quarterback because you're going to need them before they are going to use them. Like, you don't you don't trade those guys away. They're insurance policies that, you know, the Jets didn't take out a proper – insurance policy but it's a rough game it is modern day gladiator it is war it is it is a blood sport these guys are dropping every week well look at cam Akers. you know the i'm not, not going to say that you're like top 10 level running back you know when he was a you know a go-to piece a couple years ago he's a pretty solid running back in this league he got traded for it was like a top pick like seventh round or something essentially minnesota got him for free and i'll tell you this one more thing i don't want to take up too much more of your time if this minnesota team they want to prove they're, they, you know, they got some fight this year. If they go down 0-3 to this future Best Buy employee, that's Brandon Staley, bro. I mean, this is as, as big of a rock bottom as there's been. And there's a ton of rock bottoms, bro. Big Obviously week. Big this week for your Vikings. Is, big week for the Jets. Oh, it's the, the, the frauds of the AFC versus the frauds of the NFC. It's the fraud week bowl three. Out, out at the bank. <laughs> Make you a break make week for some teams week week three. I'm I'm excited for it. Ross, thanks for the call. Good luck with everything with uh Don Bosco and you know, calling the uh the games and stuff. I, I love that I have, you know, young guys that listen to my show that are pursuing the career. Uh and then I can think about myself when I started. I technically started in high school and took it to college and it, it took eleven years after college to get here, but you know, inspire or retire is something that I always say. And if I'm inspiring you to do what I do, like, man, that's that's more than any check. That's more than any uh, followers. That's more than any type of, you know, that's just a, it's a great feeling to know that, like, you know, you young guys are out there doing it too. chase the dream, man. Believe if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. It could happen. 877-337, a six of six and two more sixes. Now that we're talking about week three and. Uh, some of these matchups, I'll give you my picks as I will look through FanDuel at the uh, spread. So I'll give you my uh, picks for who to cover the spread or who to take money line or whatever. If you're into that, I wouldn't bet it. Nobody knows. Keep McPherson on the fan. We'll be right back after this. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. During the time that I worked with Roger Clemens, I injected him on numerous occasions with steroids and human growth hormone. I also injected Andy Pettit and Chuck Knobloch with HGH. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Okay, right back at it on The Fan. Let's do it. Week three NFL picks. I'm just going to pick Moneyline straight up to win. I'm not going to play the spread. I think that this week actually, at least right now, until we watch the games on Sunday, I think this week is a week where, you know, picking the teams, like in your survivor pool, there's definitely some games that you're like, oh, this team should definitely beat this team. And I think that this is an easier week. Now we have some data, some intel from week one and two. We've seen teams go on the road. We've seen teams at home. We've seen... um, different matchups and who's offense and defense and blah, 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 blah. So let's just go into uh, week three now, and I'll pick some teams to win. Not cover, not over-under, just who I think is going to win. So the Tennessee Titans go to Cleveland to face the Browns Sunday at 1. If you've listened to me, I hope the Browns lose every game. I wish no luck on Deshaun Watson, the uh, master of massage parlor misconduct, the – masseuse madman i just i hope he sucks i just hope he's not ever uh the player that he once was and then that looks like one of the biggest mistakes in nfl history the Browns signing him for all that guaranteed money which literally changed the quarterback market we don't have enough time i'm taking the tennessee titans money line to go on the road to cleveland and knock them off the los angeles superchargers and the minnesota vikings don't look now folks But uh, we were just talking to Ross in Bergen County about this, and this is a battle of uh, head coaches that are still trying to prove themselves and um, two teams looking for their first win in week three. Two teams that went to the playoffs last year and had disappointing playoff losses in the first round. I'm taking the Vikings in that football palace of theirs to get a win. I'm taking the money line. They have a little extra rest playing Thursday night football last week. And Kirk Cousins has been going crazy. Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, Osborne, Hawkinson. Uh, Cam Akers is not going to be ready to go, but that's fine. It's the Kirk Cousins show. He's going to light it up for his home crowd. Skull, I'm taking the Vikings. Money line. The New, Le- the New England Patriots, the New York Jets, the New England Patriots are going for, you know, 14, 15 in a row. I expect it to rain tomorrow all day into Sunday and be windy and terrible conditions. And uh, if you remember Zach Wilson last year, Zach Wilson 
actually got on the podium after a game and said to the media, hey, guys, you know, it's really windy out there. (laughs) He actually said, like, oh, yeah, it's super windy out there. For, like, missing the mark on some of his throws. Well, Zach, it's going to be super windy out there again after this tropical storm. Ophelia rolls through. That's not an excuse. Hand the ball off and make the little short throws or whatever they ask you to do to take care of the ball. And uh, I'm taking the Patriots' money line. I just don't think the Patriots go in there and lose and go 0-3. I just don't see Bill Belichick doing that. The Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. After the Buffalo Bills had that first uh, loss to the Jets, that week one disappointing loss, I think that they've gotten right and they're not looking back. The Commanders are a fun little story. The Commanders are one of the, when you see these graphics of the undefeated teams in the NFL, but I think that ends when they go up to Orchard Park and they meet the Bills Mafia. I'm taking the Bills to beat the Washington Commanders. Money line. And I should give you guys the spreads on these. So uh, the Browns are favored minus three and a half. The Vikings are favored minus one and a half. New England is favored on the road minus two and a half. The Buffalo Bills are favored. Um, oh, they're they're going to Washington. I still am taking the Bills. So they're not going to Orchard Park. Sorry, folks. That game is in D.C. I think Josh Allen and the Bills go in there and still beat them. I'm taking the Bills money line. The Houston Texans. Go to Duval to face the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm taking the Jags. Uh, I like C.J. Stroud. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. The over-under is at 45, 44 and a half. The, the Jacksonville Jaguars are minus 8 and a half. I think Houston, they throw it around a lot. I think they're figuring things out, and they do have somewhat of a defense. But I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars to win there. They, they have all the talent. The Baltimore Ravens host the Indianapolis Colts. Minshew Magic, Gardner Minshew. Don't sleep on him. He's no slouch. They're going to go in there and compete. But I'm taking the Ravens. It's another step forward. Odo Beckham Jr. is out this week. Good. I could tell last week they were just forcing the ball to Odell. It was like they were trying to get the ball to Odell so much. And I think he's obviously lost a step. I don't think he's as explosive as he once was. They need to be getting the ball to Zay Flowers. They need to be running the ball. Um, I'm taking the Baltimore Ravens, Mark Andrews, Zay Flowers, and Lamar Jackson. Money line in that one. Minus eight and a half, I think, is a lot for them. But whatever. On to the Atlanta Falcons going to Detroit, where Detroit was super pumped up for uh, their opener, but they had the letdown as you know teams that are in unfamiliar territory like that do. You know they're not used to their fans selling out. The stadium selling all the tickets out. They had a letdown to the Seattle Seahawks, and here they go again. They've got the Falcons, another team with some uh, skill p- position players on offense that can come in there and beat you. Detroit's minus three favorites. I'm taking Detroit money line. The New Orleans Saints go to Wisconsin to face the Green Bay Packers. Now I like the Saints. I remember when I did my preseason picks. I told you I I like them. They're a sneaky good team, and in that division, like why can't they? Uh, at 2-0, I have them going to the cold in Wisconsin, outdoors in Wisconsin, and losing to the Packers. I just think it's a, a one-and-a-half game. I think it's like a pretty much a pick em. The Packers are favored to win, and we'll see what happens with Aaron Jones. Uh, Christian Watson I don't think is expected to play, but I think Jordan Love finds a way to lead them to victory in a low-scoring game, taking the Packers' money line. The Denver Broncos at the Miami Dolphins, that's an easy one. It's in Miami. The Dolphins are... 
Looking really good this year. I'm taking the Dolphins' money line. I don't think the Broncos are like that yet. With Russell Wilson and Sean Payton, I think this is going to be another down year. Funny how they had so much to say about Nathaniel Hackett last year. The Carolina Panthers without Bryce Young. They're, if you heard me talk about Bryce Young, I'm like, they need to protect that young man. <laughs> uh, it doesn't matter who's back there. The Red Rifle is back. Andy Dalton, former Dallas Cowboy, former Bengal. No, he doesn't stand a chance. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks, right? They're going back home to the 12th man. They're minus five and a half favorites. I'm taking the money line. They should have their way with the Carolina Panthers. The Chicago Bears. Oh, what a terrible week for the Chicago Bears. And then you got to go face Kansas City and the Super Bowl champs. Obviously, 12 and a half point favorites. That might not be enough. I'm taking Pat Mahomes. And the Chiefs to keep on rolling, especially with all this Taylor Swift nonsense around Travis Kelsey, Kelsey, all the hype about, like, who cares? I've never seen anything like that. Like, who cares if they text each other? Like, that's what we focus on now, this day and age. Please, Chiefs will win that one, taking the money line. Another blowout game with the same spread. On the road, though, Dallas will go to Arizona to face the Cardinals. Without Trayvon Diggs, it won't matter. This is where I expect to see the Cowboys take a little bit more chances on offense, open the offense up, Dak Prescott throw the ball around, score enough points where they can put Cooper Rush in the game. I'm taking the Cowboys' money line. They should have an easy day out in Arizona against the Cardinals. But you never know. Cardinals gave the Giants a fight, and uh, you know it might not be a complete blowout, but I, I just don't think they have the talent to hang with Dallas and Micah Parsons. They're not, start, they're not stopping that defense or offense. The Pittsburgh Steelers, my guy, Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're going to Vegas to face the Raiders, and I can't pick against the Raiders here. I just think the Steelers have been struggling. They were lucky to win last week. They got smoked by the Niners in week one. Uh, they opened up their season with two home games. It'll probably be good for them to go on the road, but I don't expect Josh McDaniels and Jimmy Garoppolo and Devontae Adams, and they need to get Josh Jacobs going. I don't expect them to lose this one at home. This is one that they have to have circled as a win. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites. It should be close, but I'm taking the Raiders there. The Philadelphia Eagles go down to the uh, Tampa Baker Bucks, and, of course, I'm taking the Eagles. They're only minus four-and-a-half favorites, so that might be a sneaky play there if anyone's looking to play the Buccaneers to cover, but I'm taking the Eagles. They're, they're the Eagles, man. And they played on Thursday night. So they got a couple extra days of rest. And uh, they got too many horses over there. Now here's one. Los Angeles Rams at the Cincinnati Bengals. It's not freezing cold yet. So even though Los Angeles is a West Coast Dome team traveling to Cincinnati, Ohio to face the Bengals. Man, all this talk around Joe Burrow and his calf muscle and the Bengals. Man, they need a win. They need a win bad. This is a rematch of the Super Bowl from a couple years ago. I think the Rams go in there and beat the Bengals. I'm taking the Rams' money line, even though they're two-and-a-half-point dogs. And that's all we've got, folks. Uh, if I put together that 15-leg parlay and put $5 on it, that would return $3,412 with 61 cents. I wouldn't bet a dollar on it because the way the NFL is, you know something crazy is going to happen. If it seems that easy to pick... All the games, oh, yeah, for sure. They're like, nope, nope, there's going to be some upsets. And I know folks are looking at the 4 o'clock window, and they're saying, oh, these games are going to be terrible. I bet you they end up being great. 
Eventually, they end up being riveting. All right, 877-337-6666. Let's get back to the phones. Taking your calls till 2 a.m. Keith McPherson on the fan. Let's go to Babylon and talk to Popcorn Rob. Get your popcorn ready. It's Popcorn Rob. Once you pop, you just can't stop. Here comes. <laughs> All right, let me put Rob on hold. Rob has been on hold, um, waiting for a while. So maybe by the time I got to him, he was snoozing. That's what happens, man. That's what happens with these late night shows, especially a Friday. The work week is done. I feel it myself. Like I said, I was off the last two nights. It was nice to just be a family man and put my son to bed, eat dinner with my wife, and go to sleep at the same time as my wife. But... They don't have too many openings at WFAN to be a radio host. I'm not giving up my nighttime time slot for anything. So it is what it is. I don't mind it. But I understand that you may be tired. You might have started listening to my show at 10, 30, 11 o'clock. And by the time 12.45 rolls around, you naturally just fall asleep. I'm off of an energy drink. I took a nap today. So I'm wide awake. Mike is in Deer Park on the fan. Go for it, Mike. Yo, what's going on? There Keith? it is. He's wide awake. Uh, I'm here, dude. Appreciate it. I'm good, man. Uh, How are you? Here's my question for you, man. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he goes down with an Achilles injury. Terrible for the Jets. They have a good defense, good offense. Here's my question. Me being a New York football Giants fan, I'm in love with Daniel Jones. You know, people... Like to make fun of him and stuff. Here's my question: Do you think that you, if you put Daniel Jones on the New York Jets, they're still a Super Bowl contender? They were never a Super Bowl contender. That was a ton of hype, but they're a playoff team with Jones. Yeah, because I just think that I think that Jones is a, a, like we're talking quarterbacks. Like I'm watching him last night. There was this video that goes out of his eyes scanning the defense and people are like he's shook i'm like he's not shook you dummies he's reading the defense it's a pre-snap read he's looking at who's how many safeties there are i remember that was the first thing they taught you how many safeties are there identify the safeties one high two high what's the coverage look at the linebackers mike will and sam like he's scanning the defense i think he knows um the offense i think he knows how to read defenses but he's under duress and he forces the ball sometimes, or he misses sometimes. Like, Darren Waller was a miss, but you know what? That's a long game of being hit and being under duress. And sometimes the easy ones are harder to make after you've gone through it all game. Darren Waller coming across the middle, that that ball was high. That was a miss from Daniel Jones. But you know what? He's been sacked. He might lead the league in sacks. He's been sacked, I think, more than any other quarterback so far or something like that this early on. I think Daniel Jones is a good quarterback. He's just not in the greatest situation right now. Being out there without... A quarterback's best friend, a good running back, and Saquon Barkley, it's it's tough. So, yeah, if you were to put Daniel Jones, if they were to somehow make that trade, obviously it'll never go down, and you were to put Daniel Jones on the Jets this week, they beat the Patriots because he can throw it, he can run it, and he's got weapons around him. The, the Giants, I know they, they went and improved the roster, but they don't. They still don't have a game-breaker at receiver. They have some better guys than, than, than I don't know, uh, uh, Richie James and uh, 
Sills, you know, they have some better guys, but like, yeah, no, Daniel Jones, Jan, Daniel Jones, he's got the stature of an NFL quarterback. He's got the mechanics of an NFL quarterback. He can make all the throws. He can run the ball. But man, it is hard to play the position when you got guys on you every single play. When you're getting hit every play, it makes it harder to process information and to do what you're supposed to do. They got to get that offensive line right. And hopefully, Saquon Barkley is back because. Man, this Monday night football game against the Seahawks, I think the Seahawks get an easy win against the Carolina Panthers, and they rest up for that trip across the country, and they're going to be ready to go on Monday night. You know, man, I think that's a great outlook on it. I'm glad to see that a Dallas Cowboys fan really appreciates, uh, you know, what Dan Jones is capable of. I know being a Giants fan and really struggling with the team for a long time. Like, it's not Daniel Jones' I mean, fault. I'm a Daniel Jones defender, and I'm not a fan of the team. I just think that kid has gone through so much that would have broken any other guys. Like, the Giants actually hit on the right temperament type type of guy, the right, like, mannerisms, and they, they paid this guy. Now they need to figure out everything around him. It's not Daniel Jones. I know, man. I Listen, I watch every game. Uh, it gets me mad. It ruins my day when Dan Jones getting pressured every play I see. And I'm in complete agreement with you. I hate the Cowboys. We can never beat the Cowboys. What's Daniel Jones' record against the Cowboys all time? It's just terrible. The Giants had a one since Eli Manning was the quarterback. Yeah, it is what it is. The Cowboys are not in a rebuild. That's something I've been reminding my friends that are Giants fans, too. I'm like, you're in year two of a rebuild, and what happened last year is completely erased off the whiteboard. Like, that has nothing to do. Like, you're in year two of a rebuild. you got to prove it again. And, yeah, you added some guys like Waller and Paris Campbell, but they're not huge different makers yet. It starts and ends in the trenches, man. It starts with that offensive line. The offensive line's already banged up. You've got questions about guys like Evan Neal, uh, you're relying on a rookie at center who's been all right, but like at the same time, you know, your $40 million quarterback can only be effective as his weapons and receivers. Brock Purdy gets the ball in the hands of Debo Samuel. He's breaking six tackles. Brock Purdy gets Debo Samuel one-on-one with Adoree Jackson, just chucks the ball in the air. Debo's coming down with it. Uh, Daniel Jones doesn't have the same luxury. Daniel Jones has to be the guy. He has to run it. He has to throw it. He has to make the right decisions. He has to, has to hit Every throw, he's got to be damn near perfect for this offense to succeed without Saquon Barkley. I completely agree, man. I I really think I put emphasis when I'm watching football. I put huge emphasis on you know controlling the line of scrimmage, moving the ball. I look at a team like the Falcons, like like they don't have a lot of talent. I mean, they have they drafted Bijan, Kyle Pitts, Drake London. They have a lot of talent, but Desmond Ritter, I don't think is nothing special but nope. they control the line and they move the ball and that wins football games in the Giants yeah and and he doesn't turn the ball over that's there, another but... thing like Daniel Jones has three Dak type interceptions this year you can't put those interceptions on Daniel Jones they're all deflections they're all assisted by the receiver not catching the ball the ball going off their hands and making it easier actually slowing the ball down and just boop tip drill balls floating in the air for the defense to steal Daniel Jones interceptions you can't even put on him. It's not Daniel Jones. Yeah, man, I know. But you look at like you go to Instagram. Like, I know. I see. On, I'm seeing on Twitter during the game. I'm like, man, they're killing this guy. They're roasting this guy. I, I got into a back and forth on Instagram where I'm defending him, and people are like, oh, you don't know what you're looking at. I'm like, trust that I know what I'm looking at. I'm like, 
You nerds never played football, never played the position. You're looking at Daniel Jones' eyes moving, and he's scanning the defense for a pre-snap read, and you're laughing like, oh, he's shook. He's scared to death. He's not scared. This guy's taking hits all season. He's not scared of those guys across from him. He's trying to get a pre-snap read so we can run the play and get the Giants into the best situation possible against one of the best defenses in the NFL. It's tough. Man, I appreciate it. But, all right, can we agree on something? That we both absolutely hate the Eagles because uh, yeah. they're poverty. Yeah. You know, yeah like, I mean, yeah. that's yeah, that's one thing that, you know, Giants fans and Cowboys fans, like the Eagles are my least favorite team. They're fans. What's you your know? thought on, on their start to the season? I mean, they could get got this week. If they don't go into Tampa ready to roll, they could get got this week. But I just know that the rich get richer, right? The fact that they got DeAndre Swift, you plug that kid in, he goes off. They're off. Like when I say it all starts in the trenches, their offensive and defensive line is ridiculous. The rich get richer. How do they draft Jordan Davis, who's literally the size of the building that I'm in right now? How do they get <laughs> Jalen Carter at 10? Because Jalen Carter wins the national championship. He goes drag racing. Unfortunately, a young man loses his life. So the NFL deems him as a, a guy with character issues. And you let the Eagles draft this guy? He was projected as the number one overall pick in mock drafts before last season started. That's why I mean the rich get richer. They just they just keep reloading. They just keep adding talent. And they don't sleep. Howie Roseman, I give these guys credit. They make the trades and, the, and they draft well. And they're, they're, they've stacked the deck around Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts hasn't wowed me. You know, Jalen Hurts is a guy no, that no. the book is still out on. They paid him. Um, I don't know. The Eagles just have a ton of talent. And... Uh, you know, they could lose this week. I'd love that. But I just think they're a juggernaut like the 49ers, and they're going to keep rolling. Who do they got this week? They got the Buccaneers, right? Yeah, they have the football? Buccaneers and the Buccaneers, you know, with Baker and Mike Evans and Devin White and some of these other guys on there. They could surprise them if they get in a close game. But ultimately, I, I think they're well coached. I think that these guys have been in enough battles. It starts and ends with the offensive and defensive line, and they arguably have the best offensive and defensive line. Like, as a team, yeah. when you look at both their offense and defensive line, man, there's not too many other teams you could stack up next to them. I, I guess the Cowboys, I guess the Niners in, in the NFC. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, hopefully Baker, you know, he wants to pull one out of his ass. We'll see, but. Maybe. Uh, the Eagles. On the road. I don't um, know. I doubt it, though. The Eagles are coming off rest from Thursday night football, too. They probably go in there and they end any conversation of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being good. We did think they would be one of the worst teams in football. Mike, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. 877-337-6666. I got one more hour to go. When we come back, I'll hit you with some more sports stories, topics, things that I had in my notes to discuss. But it's on you. It's open, Mike. Whatever you guys want to talk about, whether it's Yankees, uh, past, present, future, Mets, if it's Jets, Giants, if you have a question for me, a football question, I'd love to hear it. Keith McPherson on the fan. We got to take the break and throw to Marco with the update. We'll be right back. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See Baseball is back. 
and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.